Warning. Elements of real-world religion are used in this podcast to serve the purposes of a work of fiction. They are to drive the drama forward and are not intended to be taken as a statement of opinion by the players. Thank you for listening. Well, Serrano's is certainly a fine establishment and also the only one in town. They did have nice beds. I think I'll be going back. All right, your treat? Certainly. Call it, uh... Well, now we're talking. (laughs) Call it first client's privileges. Well, this was a pleasant conversation, Mr. Alistair Chance. And if I see any of my friends, I'll certainly tell them about you. I hope they do. I think that will be up to them, though. I can only speak for myself. But I will at least hear you out and have dinner on your behalf. God be with you. I'm going to go and uh, take a stroll. Consider what to do next. And, uh, with another, with a, a nice nod, uh, Levi, uh, excuse me, Thomas goes off. <laughs> Then is there going to be a skill challenge sometime today? No, I have no idea. No, oh, okay. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm drunk on seltzer. I'm just here to get Dragomir's initiative. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to look at ticket prices to go to Salt Lake City and uh, think about what, and just just be considering things coming up. Several bucks. I, have you two Ooh. figured out how the two of you are going to bump into each other? Oh, uh, we we already kind of passed by each other. Um, she was she was sunning and just hanging out on a bench. Okay. And uh, I, it, Levi just like, it just gave a, a, a nod of nod of acknowledgement and continued on with his day. Yeah, uh, tickets to Salt Lake City uh, are normally seven dollars from here. Yeah, Hagar will save me some money. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, right now tickets to Salt Lake City are not for sale. Yeah, that's what I'm probably going to ride there, uh, or prepare to ride there. It's going to be like a full day to go all the way out there. Yep. So that's, that's he'll probably just he wants to make sure that all the children are accounted for and that Gideon's okay. So he's going to uh, just make plans to start packing up tomorrow and uh, rather than agitate uh, Tempers any further, he's going to just uh, work on leaving a note for her to explain what's going on. Okay. And uh, otherwise, my day will just be con- taking it easy. Okay. Uh, Beyond those things. Uh, anything for Temperance or Elf Who Runs during this time? Um, I don't think so. I think she's just sort of still taking everything in and not in her normal way. Oh, and I'll, be, I'll occasionally, I'll occasionally uh, be quietly singing songs of, uh, uh, singing songs to, to uh, for Jed's passing. Okay. Yeah, Temperance is sort of Got the thousand yard stare, mostly just hanging out on the porch of the saloon. Okay. Elk um, who runs anything? I'm a little stumped. Yeah. Isn't is that kind of how I. Uh, I haven't seen that. Well, we have a no, no, yeah. not really. I mean, do you need a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? I, I would like to mash this party together so we can yeah. actually get things moving, so please. Like figure it out among yourselves. Do something slightly out of character. Oh, well, to, okay, so you um you, you kept camp at least outside. Wait, um, <clears throat> I was at the sheriff's office. Yeah. Did I happen to see the wanted posters they had put up in Salt Lake City yet? They haven't arrived yet. Would you have recognized her because you were looking for her, weren't you? Um, I got vague descriptions of the people, physical descriptions. Um, probably I recognized you more for your horse than anything. Yeah, I mean, Temperance is wearing Jed's duster and has, like, is doing the very Jed posture of the, okay. the hat pulled so down So in the low. interest of moving the, the party forward, let's say I recognize Temperance based on the description. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can hear me uh, quietly singing some uh, some spiritual songs of passing. Yeah, I, the roleplay is cool and all, but, like, I really don't want to sit here for three hours nope, while yeah. you guys dodge each other. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Let's, uh, let's see what they come up with. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of just minding your own business on a porch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I will uh, approach and um, very politely, like, hat in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, excuse me, miss, I don't think we've met, but uh, I've been waiting for you to arrive. And Temperance will uh, keep the, the hat pulled down low. She's 
obviously sort of trying to conceal her face a little bit. And, mm-hmm. uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm the over your face. Well, waiting for me to arrive, I, I uh, was not aware that my arrival was expected. Not by many, but certainly by me. Uh, my name is Alistair Chance, Esquire. I am an attorney. And uh, I was told by certain concerned parties that you may have visited the Crossroads Casino not long ago. There are a lot of parties concerned with me, Mr. Chance. Mm. And... Oh, please wait until you're done chewing. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. Yeah. Um... <laughs> In the interest of uh, maintaining a professional privacy, um, I will not use the names that, that you've perhaps been traveling by, uh, but certain uh, male companions of yours and a young child, they were said to have left the crossroads after meeting with the owner there. Uh, if that were correct, I would encourage you to uh, maybe meet me and my friend Thomas for dinner at Serrano's tonight so we can discuss particulars. Uh, there are some details and maybe some uh, some articles to the to the uh, contract you were not explained when you were at the crossroads. Ah, yes, Mr. Fairchild. And you'll see her sort of tip the hat up a little bit and she takes it, she checks to make sure you're not wearing like a, a Pinkerton vest and that you're oh, not no. armed or anything no. like that. <laughs> oh, a, a white suit. No, and she sits up a little bit and tips her hat back. And uh, please, if you could, if you could bring the boy and uh, your other companion, uh, I'd like to speak to all of you at once. Unfortunately, Mister Chance, that is not possible. I mean, I'm sure they would love to hear what I have to say. I'm sure they would, Mister Chance, but the boy is uh, well. The boy is currently elsewhere, and uh, well, my my other. Uh, companion is um, rather indisposed for the foreseeable future. Can I do insight to see if I can pick up what she's putting down? I think it's pretty obvious what she's putting down. I oh, don't okay. need to roll. Right. Oh, my condolences, ma'am. I am terribly sorry to hear that. Um, but I'm afraid that makes it more important than ever that you meet with me. You are in grave danger. Well, I'd be delighted. Dinner, Serrano's tonight with Mr. Kincaid, and it is on me. Delightful. I shall put on my finest. And uh, please uh, bring a plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps if you know an elderly uh, Native American oh man, God. he would like to join us. <laughs> not necessary, but that's okay. <laughs> the most awkward Thanksgiving dinner ever. <laughs> I found him outside. He smells like incense. <laughs> yeah. And Grandpa. <laughs> he was sitting in a graveyard. <laughs> Perfectly normal vagrant. Uh, so actually, I will go out to wherever Elk Who Runs is and give him the scoop that someone from... You said they were uh, powers in this land, didn't you? Yes. Well, I'm afraid I've met one of them and uh, I'm scheduled to have dinner with one of his representatives tonight. Will there be cake? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine we can get you a slice of cake, Mr. Elf who runs. I stand up and push <laughs> off my... Then I'm not coming, I hate cake. <laughs> <laughs> I will have your white man's cake. Of the white man. Thank <laughs> 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 uh, I gotta stop myself. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, to dinner? To dinner! To dinner! Play the piano. <laughs> this is what I imagine as an Alistair Chance theme song. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. So everybody yeah. sort of gathers around a table. You didn't and, bring uh, your candles this week, did you? I didn't. <laughs> Fuck. I know, I'm such a weirdo. What a dickhead. Uh, yeah, I guess. Set the place on fire? What are we doing? <laughs> By this time, I've probably cleaned up my clothes, at least. <clears throat> I appreciate you all meeting me under these. Uh, somewhat secretive circumstances um, and I wish to express again my deepest condolences for the loss of your friend uh, thanks 
You were made an offer by the pit boss at the crossroads. His offers are not easily turned down. Pit boss is an apt turn. Thank you. I enjoy a good turn of phrase. The conditions of his contract, as I'm told, involve liberating certain artifacts from a museum. It's a dangerous game to play, tiptoeing around what that man asks you to do and falling into the trap of words that he weaves. You may find yourself paying a price more steep than you imagine paying, and you may agree to a contract not knowing you have agreed to it. Now, I too have something of great value in that museum that I wish to see liberated. And I wish to enlist the help of you and your friends, who seem to be adept at this type of work, to see that done. But it is my sincerest concern for your souls. If you were to complete what was asked of you by that man, you may find yourself owing him a great debt. Concern? You don't strike me as the type to be particularly concerned. Looks can be deceiving. I'm sure I don't have to explain that to you, sir. The difference being, I don't exactly rope people into contracts. So your words may not mean anything in this case. You realize this could just be a a tactic to create urgency, to make us feel as if we must agree, or else... And I would suggest sell anything with that line. (laughs) I would suggest to you that the sense of urgency has already been created. I do not I do not wish to speak crassly, but one of his greatest tricks is to put you in a place of hurt and need and dangle something you may want or think you want in front of you so that you can accomplish his ends. The death of a friend is a powerful motivator. And I would urge you to seek caution before you do anything. That might even resemble making a deal with that man. Don't you work for him? A common misconception, sir. No, I do not. I won my freedom some time ago. Oh. Well, lucky you. Not so much. So then, why this interest in us? Honestly? because you can get done what I need getting done. And it has been my experience that people that foil that man are in a position to engage my services and pay my somewhat hefty fee. Of? Years, Mr. Kincaid, years in the pit. That is what I charge. I like that I'm Mr. Kincaid now. For normal services, earthly services, farts and whatnot, (laughs) I may charge earthly currency. In the matters of dealing with that man, contracts and whatnot, bidding for power or favor, I have a debt I too must pay, and it is years. I'm a little confused. These are years that you're getting back by servicing others? Years I don't have to spend in internal damnation. Oh, oh, this is juicy. (laughs) Thomas says out loud. (laughs) You are certainly sparking my imagination. Tell us more. I'm usually not so forthright, but seeing as I'm asking such a big favor, I suppose we should all be on trusting terms. I don't usually hide my eyes, but I'm finding that honesty is quite exhilarating sometimes. (laughs) You'll grow out of it. I made a deal. I have no doubt of it, actually. (laughs) I made a deal. And I was not the beneficiary of that deal as I so thought I was when I signed it away. But, through hard work and diligence on my part, I sought my freedom and I earned it. At least for a while I am still alive. Alright. So, exactly, let's get back to uh, the task at hand. What danger are we in exactly? Well, it's been a bit vague up to this point. 
Mortal danger for sure. And that's something coming from me. <laughs> mortal danger because, well, it's a dangerous task. Is he sending thugs after us? He will not, but he's a patient man and will let the, the dangerous people in the Old West do what they do. It's not old, it's new. It's oh, new we're here too, right? Current West. Hot West. <laughs> yeah, at, at some point. By the way, I haven't seen you in some time. How are you? <laughs> well, we, pro- we probably would have had in- you know, introductions before all this started. Okay. But, um, then that's pr- pretty much what he'll say. Yeah, yeah, he will say some cryptic thing like, um, you know, uh, um, I'm glad you have uh, acknowledged who you are, but do you know who you are? He'll be like all kinds of cryptic shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a philosoph. Is it going to be a philosophical orgy? <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, of course. I call dibs on the Socrates position. <laughs> <laughs> I question that one. <laughs> it's a questionable activity. That's, that's, a, that's the one where you bend your brain over and Aristotle hits it from the back. <laughs> you prefer the Pythagorean triangle. <laughs> Uh, but no particular threat has been made other than that if we don't do this bidding... Well, actually, but the better question is, if we do this little thing, are we free? Not beholden to him any longer? There is a way that you can do that without doing it for him. If you do it for me, you'll be working as my agent and not his. Hmm. Well, I will consider and also get the word of my companions here. Uh, I hesitate to bring this up as it's still a very open wound. Uh, Part of my services is communing with those who have passed on. Is that something you would want to do? You're right. It is an open wound, and I don't know if you make that connection, if I'm going to be able to turn down something someone else offers me. Perhaps it's best to let the dead rest. Mouthful of cake. (laughs) Good cake, by the way. (laughs) BG dubs. White man's cake is dry. <laughs> the worst too, atrocity. Too, too vanilla. <laughs> uh, oh no, that is a. I re- I respect that. That is a, a very wise position to take. Uh, to to prevent myself from talking and adding in my two cents, I'll just be eating cake. Whatever. Stealing off of his plate. Oh, it's my cake now. Uh, I'm Elkowitz cake. Whatever, whatever the, the steakiest thing here is, I'm probably eating it. Steak. It's a cattle town. Queef. 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 I, I, I combined cool and sweet in my uh, head and it came out as queef. Cow queef. Sucking cow queef straight out of the cow. Uh, Can't get any fresher than that. <laughs> Mr. Chance, I, I may take you up. <coughs> on that opportunity at a later date, but <coughs> it's, uh, well, it, thank you. I, again, have to urge caution. I know people in pain often make deals they later regret. I'm not telling you not to make a deal. I'm just telling you, get a lawyer first. Second tries the charm, isn't it? <laughs> Let's just say I learned a lot going through my experience. Oh, I wasn't talking about you, Mr. Chance. Oh. Well, you're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Your promotion skills are legendary. I can already tell. And this is good steak. <laughs> well, I got... Thanks, it was the queasiest cow I've ever I made a verbal typo. <laughs> yeah, but you think that lets you off the hook? No. <laughs> I'd be a fool to think otherwise. Is a queef a vulva typo? <laughs> no. No. I'll see myself out. <laughs> yeah. About time to be hitting the old dusty trail. <laughs> the Trunks Duster trail. <laughs> so, 
It's like the opposite of the happy trail. Yeah. Oh, God. Instead of it going from the belly button to the crotch, it actually goes from the small of the back to the butt crack. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I missed, I missed a chance, uh, Alice. Please, get me out of this conversation. Do, do you feel that you've laid your terms out in full? Uh, I'm, I'm also just kind of wondering if there is anything that we get out of this other than freedom from um, the pit boss and his ire. Well, certainly, your pick of whatever it was that brought you to the museum in the first place, I would lend my assistance in liberating that for you. Probably better in our hands. And then there is uh, the matter of what I wish to see liberated from the museum. I asked you before about protecting the lives of those children. I'm willing to take on that responsibility. Perhaps you can help me achieve it. Yes, I'd say that's easily done. Oh, Lord. It is a dark day when you are considered a Outstanding parental figure, Mr. Kincaid. I would I would only seek to well, I would be temporary. I know a thing or two about their condition, so I would want to try to learn how to fix it. I'll give you that. Unfortunately to do that, I would need to gather the rest of them. Salt Lake City and achieving guardianship over seventeen twenty. If we find all, find the other three. Well, the other three are dead. Seventeen. <laughs> but if you want to talk to them, yeah, <laughs> it would that would be quite the ask for anybody. But still, I want to at least see them freed from their affliction. It can be the first of many undoings that I can perform. Well, Mr. Chance, I'm not of much use to anyone else right now. May as well be of use to you. It seems like you can open some doors for us. And do we want to powwow about this? Is that offensive? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You should roll my eyes. (laughs) Um, He will say that with, with a smirk, though, as if he doesn't really care if it's offensive. More just, he likes getting a laugh. <clears throat> Let's have a talk. I think what's important is we return the balance, and I think the mission for the artifacts is a step in that direction. I will also warn you, as a native of this land, do not trust contracts or treaties. We write these... Uh, you should get out of it as quickly as you possibly can. There are demons that dwell within the written word, for sure. And you craft it. And demons who write them, yes. <laughs> uh, he will say this in front of you, of course. Yeah, no. <clears throat> but there may yet be some of these uh, these literary litany givers that may seek to use it for good purposes. And, well, again, do you want to talk privately about this? Or do you feel comfortable laying our cards on the table? I don't much care what you have to say, Mr. Kincaid. I am signing with Mr. Chance. Well, that was my decision as well. I have finished my cake. (laughs) (laughs) My king cake. (laughs) There's a baby in it. What the fuck? It's a good cake. It's a baby on cake. The on cake. cake? Wow. <laughs> Did you have for like his, at his, his birthday pic- party and make one? At his picture. <laughs> well, then, if that matter is settled, I have been to this museum on several occasions and know the layout, as I understand it. If you are planning a heist, that is an important thing to know. It looks something like this. <laughs> to the table. We're a beautiful black and white photograph. It just, just takes out the table. <laughs> Actually, I use I use minor illusion to make a hologram. <laughs> nice. Do you have minor illusion? I don't want to be on the main part. Yeah, we're gonna rappel down from here. This is where you're gonna cut the glass. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not have minor illusion, so I can't do that. Darn. If I have fairy fire. I can make the table light up. Cool. It's it's a city. You can just walk past the building. It looks like this. Yes. All right. But I've been inside it, and I will describe to them the 
the layout of the inside as far as I know it. Yes. Uh, let's see. And I guess that means I have some hints that I can give you about the setup for this thing. I don't have a physical map of this place because I plan to do it with skills. Mm -hmm. And didn't find a map I liked well enough to use okay. in time. So, um, The entire property actually has an outer wall. It's a stone wall. It has iron gates uh, at all four sides. The courtyard uh, has a uh, paved way to the front entrance that you can see here. Uh, not displayed in this photo are uh, tall shrubs that flank either side of the main path. Okay. The rest of the grounds are actually fairly open, and uh, the grass is that usually yellow when it gets too much sun and not enough water, but it is thicker here, like it's actually being manicured. So we put the shrubs on over <sighs> our bodies and just rustle our way into the... <laughs> <laughs> um, the front entryway features a security checkpoint that does have around-the-clock security guards. Uh, the windows are kept locked. Uh, there's a loading door on one side, that's uh, also locked overnight. Uh, and that one is presumably also latched from the inside. Uh, multiple security guards patrol the actual structure itself, uh, lighting the interior with oil lanterns, just held oil lanterns. Which means their uh, vision is not exceptional. It's the, the range of the hood on the lantern, which is maybe 30 or 40 feet. Mm -hmm. Assuming that we're doing this at night and not in broad daylight. Yeah, correct. Um, there are two floors that you are aware of, plus presumably it has a basement. Uh, most of these sorts of structures have a restoration section in the basement where they can bring certain artifacts downstairs to clean them or repurpose them, uh, reframing art and things like that. Um, that is what you know about the layout. Uh, let's see here. And you've probably been to like the various exhibits as well. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, if you let me know what it is you're looking for, I may have seen it. Yeah, that's going to be a question that uh, that Thomas asks. Is uh, could, would you describe, please, what we are looking for exactly? I will. Get that but, down. <laughs> I will, but there's something the party's looking for as well, right? Yes, but it was never explained to you what exactly it is. Yeah, Just, it, it, you I'm would know what it was when you mm, saw it. I want to know both items. Okay. Um, well, I don't know what he was looking for, um, because that was never expressed. I'm looking for a woman who works the front door. Her name is Abigail Goodharth. And she has been a contact of mine for many years, and I fear that she has been discovered, and that discovery will not bode well for her future. By whom was she discovered? Are you familiar with the Aeronauts? Uncomfortably so. And that Levi just kind of gives a knowing nod and, and this look and a raised eyebrow look like... It's almost like, impossible to travel this part of the country these days and not know about them. I spit on the ground. Miss um, Goodhearth has, for the past several years, uh, put me in contact with people who wish to be removed from that religion and given new life elsewhere. Um, I have facilitated in them taking on a new identity and moving to a part of the country where they will not be drawn back to their old life and it has not earned me many friends among that organization. <laughs> I wish to use your heist as the ruse to cover her escape. Okay. Alright. And as for the other thing... I cannot help you find something that I don't know what it is. Hopefully you'll know it when you see it. Bit of improvisation, then. Can do. <laughs> uh, I can get into the building under legitimate reasons during the day and maybe open the back door for you from the inside. And Levi strains as he resists telling a joke. <laughs> that sounds good, <laughs> he says. Or we can try to breach the building by night. Well, I can also take on the identity of somebody who might be causing a bit of a fuss. Maybe an interested buyer in something at the museum. Maybe a... a <clears throat> Maybe a city man or something that's coming from New York. Who's 
wants to purchase this here item here and does not understand why this price can't be up, can't be lowered a bit. Something along those lines, I would say. Thomas Kincaid interested in art. Yes, I think we could spin that. <laughs> All right. Again, I don't know where you got this last name, but I like it. <laughs> and then we just have to hope that whatever we're looking for is small enough to carry out. It must have some religious significance to the Aaronites. That seems just about everything it does. From shirts to underwear to guns. And... You've been in the museum, you said? Many times. Anything of, uh, of spiritual significance there that caught your eye? Well, they attach a certain spiritual significance to all their hoogahs and doodads, don't let's, they? Let's keep it to the, <laughs> to the Christian kind of imagery. Do I know anything that would strike a chord with me? Uh, speaking specifically about the context of the Aaronites? Like you pass by it and you hear... <laughs> <laughs> My hair blows back. <laughs> wow, that's spiritual. That struck a chord. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, first off, mm. there, there's a lot to unpack here. Mm. Um, you've obviously been in the museum multiple times. You know more or less what it contains. Right. Uh, this is the Provo Pioneers Museum, mm -hmm. and the Pioneers Museum focuses on items that concern the expansion of the United States to the West. Um, lots of things contextual to stuff like the Oregon Trail, uh, travel through the Rockies, wagons, oxen cart type stuff, uh, clothing that would be period appropriate from probably. 50 or 60 years ago. Um, that, that sort of thing. Uh, there is some art here. Uh, paintings that were done by people on the road. Um, a lot of landscape scenes from before the lands were settled around this area. Most of the artwork and the really valuable stuff is kept up on the second floor. Mm -hmm. The first floor is primarily stuff that's either too heavy and immobile. Um, or things that are... Uh, not super valuable, but still topical. So, like, a lot of the clothing is not expensive stuff. It's stuff on mannequins. Um, there are some specific wings in the building that contain a rotating schedule of stuff, um, which you presume they probably either rotate with other museums or rotate to their restoration basement to touch up while they have other exhibits out. Uh, and the way that they structure this museum is a propaganda machine. It is a bunch of stuff that is legitimately true history, mixed with stuff that the Aaronites claim is true history, but really only serves to support the means of proving the Aaronite religion is correct. So let's focus on that. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, it has some rotating events that concern the Aaronite religion in specific. There's more than one, so it's not like an automatic, aha, that's yeah. it, it's the one Aaronite thing. It Like 30% of this museum is Aaronite stuff. Um, but there is currently a rotating exhibit coming in, you're aware of, that's more urinite propaganda bullshit. Um, you're not specific on what it is. You probably haven't been in, the, in this building <coughs> in a week or two. Mm -hmm. um, just that, you know, it's happening again. Who gives a shit? Uh, it, doesn't, it happens all the time, so it's not right. a noteworthy thing for you. Um, but presumably, if you were able to get in, there are certain sections that more prominently display the religious stuff, and that's where you would start your search. Sounds like a likely... Do you have to tech magic by any chance? I took it. I don't think I thought of it. I didn't take it either. I got it. I have oh! It. Look at the Paladin. Yeah. Alright, so maybe if we get you to that exhibit and you cast a tech magic, you can figure out what you're looking for? <clears throat> I'll, put it, I'll put it in RP terms. Well, if this thing has any kind of uh, radiance to it, so to speak, I think I can, I can, think I can sniff it out if I get close enough. <clears throat> so it sounds like the plan then is uh, you and I go in through the front we locate what it is you're looking for then open the back door and you two assist us and rob in the place it has been a long time since I went in through the back door <laughs> always with the euphemisms this one <laughs> yep Levi just enjoys, enjoys us, us a smile Glad that she has her humor still. <laughs> um, how many days until this new exhibit pops up? They rotate every couple weeks. So, is it this week or next week? You're not sure. Hmm. You haven't been in a couple weeks. And I'm just saying that that happens all the time. So hmm. it's not noteworthy is what I'm saying. Okay. Then I'm going to go and case the joint tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll come with. Is there a lot of that thing left? I was going to say, if it's like one bite, just scarf it down. Let's get rid of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sneak it in between dialogue is not working. 
Uh, all right. So you're going to case the place in the morning. People are going to get another long night's rest. You can get rid of that negative thing I said earlier about not sleeping. What? Or being injured. Okay. The extra con save and all that crap. You can get rid of that. Hera, you're not robbing a museum right now. She's protecting it. Oops. She probably doesn't have very many hit points. She's a cat. She's also a monster. I would waste 30 minutes looking for a card to swap some stalls. Okay. She could probably kill a wizard with one hit, so that part's accurate. You can keep talking. Every morning, you know, some cats leave a mouse in front of your door, but she leaves wizards. <laughs> Fucking wizards. Uh, okay. So when Josh gets back, we will sort through all his crap. Okay. Um, we had a couple different things going on. So you're going to be casing the joint. Yes. What are the three of you doing again during this time? Well, he's coming with me. He's okay. coming with. All right. Um, are we going in? What was that? <laughs> she's a little feisty. She likes being held, but only during specific times of day. No, she just moved weird. Yeah, she does that too. It's just like, it's like, yeah. Well, we are we are planning on going in. I have disguise self. You have disguise self. I have a disguise kit. Okay, so we can go in in disguise and yeah. just sort of walk through the place. That's yes, a good choice. I draw on my mustache and glasses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I use magic to put on my mustache and glasses. Uh, are the two of you doing anything while they case the joint? Probably trying to lay low. Temperance will probably go and like. Literally walk around the outside perimeter of the town. Okay. Um, I'm taking on different names for this. Well, a bit of theater does sound fun, doesn't it? I haven't wanted to try my 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 northern accent. I imagine they talk something like this, <laughs> <laughs> sort of the middle of America sort of thing. Like that. <laughs> I do several. Several gents from Maine who I went to school with and sounded just like that. Oh, perfect. Then I'll keep this on right now, then. <laughs> All right. Um, and stay on task. Stay on task. Task. Yes. Task. I will start with you two, knuckleheads. Yes. Um, getting into the museum does not require a lot of subterfuge. Mm. It is open to the public. Right. Uh, it costs $1 per person. Are we going to in the evening? Sound like you're casing it in the morning, right? Yeah, we're going to case it in the morning. Yeah, okay, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, it costs $1 per person. By uh, the way, I don't know how much money I have. I assume it's a bunch. You're a a bunch, yeah. <laughs> you're a level five lawyer. Yeah. Um, All right, I spend a dollar. I'm still rich. <laughs> let's, let's say you probably carry like 250 bucks of traveling money. Yeah, that sounds good. If you liquidated your Provo assets, you'd have probably $1,400. Sounds good. Your Provo ass. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yes, queen. Okay. Hmm. So first things first, we want to see this religious yeah. exhibit if it's so, if it's up. So first things first, uh, you come into the uh, the front of the museum. It's normal business hours. Uh, you have a dollar collected from each of you for entry. Uh, they give you like a little ticket you can use to prove that you've paid. Yeah, uh, Truth and Lies might be a good track for this one too, off the same album. I actually had um, this one from the same album. That I was going to use for part of the heist, but I just want to change the music up and get something a little different. That's still kind of spooky. Um, that is good. Yeah, you are admitted into the main foyer, okay. uh, and the main foyer is uh, a large open room. Mm -hmm. uh, it is actually open to the second floor. There's balconies. There's people walking about upstairs that sort of look over the balcony and stuff like that. And uh, hanging from the ceiling in the center of the room is a covered wagon. It's actually hung from iron chains and links about this big around. Wow. Uh, it's got to be probably a thousand pounds of wagon that's being suspended and gently swaying as a little bit of breeze makes its way in through the doors. Uh, out of character, if we don't drop that on bad guys, we're going to be cheating ourselves. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like dropping the chandelier, but no, like we can, we can T-Rex style. We can have any in character moment. We can both look at each other like... Just in case. <laughs> we'll be that would do a lot of damage. <laughs> At least five. Flex Seal wouldn't fix that. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing you see as you as you walk in is that throughout the area you see all sorts of little glass displays. There are side chambers with like half glass walls to prevent you from walking in as part of the public. Uh, inside are setups that are supposed to look like uh, traveling arrangements from the insides of wagons. So it's got 
little table and chairs set up and like uh, women's vanities that would have been set up in the back of the covered wagon and stuff like that. So people could try to have some semblance of normal life as they were traveling. Uh, the ground floor doesn't really hold much interest for you other than you find uh, that there is a doorway uh, that is marked employees only uh, that presumably leads to the basement area. There is also a uh, large sort of floor compartment uh, that could be opened up if you had the key to the padlock that opens it. Uh, and that looks like some sort of a loading door to get larger exhibits up and down. Mm. Uh, easier from the restoration section. Uh, there are uh, three stairwells to the third floor. There are small stairwells on either side of the building. And then there's like a conjoined double stair that goes to the second floor. Right. Um, sort of like, you've all seen the inside of Thorns. Yeah. The yeah. stairwell that goes to the top floor of Thorns. It looks like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it leads up to like, there's a little landing halfway up the stairs and it's got little portraits of all sorts of different pioneers. And immediately you can tell these portraits are mixed in with like Eronite figures. Some of them have nothing to do with the expansion of America, but they're credited for all sorts of crazy things. And then you get to the third floor and the third floor is where it gets a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily like pinging your magic sense weird. But, like, the displays are just bizarre. Alright, let me just blow that spell slot. I believe it lasts ten minutes. It does. So you probably have to cast it a couple times to be sure. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do... I'll blow two then. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright, they are blown. Cool. And I appreciate that. <laughs> As you make your way to the third, the third floor, the second floor, uh, the exhibits get weird. And they get weird contextually, not, like, magical. Um... A, a real-world example from my experience, I'll show you pictures later, it's kind of cool, um, is that there is actually a room that is dedicated to the dolls of Western America. And it is a room that is 30 feet long and 40 feet wide, with rows like a toy store in the center of the room, and every single inch of wall space and those cabinets in the middle are covered with dolls. And they're in various states of disrepair. Set it on fire. That's got to go on fire. Yeah, and that's and that's creepy, here. creepy dolls, man. But not mm -hmm. as in disrepair, I assume. No, they're, they're still in states of disrepair. It looks like some of like point some of the effort of the exhibit is to show you things that like are exactly the way they came in from the expansion, uh, and in that respect, they haven't repaired a lot of these dolls. And so there's dolls that are like missing eyes. Some of them have moving mouths, and the mouth is like like jaws broken, slack jawed. Wow. Um, their clothes are all torn up, and some of them are like missing limbs. Burn it. Bird to the ground. Oh, that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Levi's just kind of looks around and mutters to himself, "Why?" <laughs> just a, just a quiet "Why?" under his breath. There is a, a glass, a stained glass exhibit, and it's actually set up in a room where it's got a glass ceiling, so that natural light can come in, and then the panels are suspended, um, sort of like like a, a prop market where they have like the blankets to go over the top of the yeah. stalls. It's planes of stained glass that are over your head, so you can stand under the glass and look straight up into the sky. Uh, and it makes the, the floor this sort of dizzying mishmash of color. It's actually hard to look at the floor in that room. Okay. Um, throughout the rest of the upper exhibits are things like uh, blacksmith's tools and like horseshoes and traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. There's an entire section dedicated to women's clothing during the time period. Uh, from various points of the world and how they all got imported in. So there's all these little signs that explain it, but there's also about 30 mannequins uh, strategically placed in various locations like they're having conversations with each other nice. wearing yeah. women's clothes. Levi likes that. He enjoys anything with the fashion and how people use the, use the appearance and threads. You also find that there are two wings with specialty exhibits. Uh, one of those exhibits is based on animals of the time. And so they have a, uh, a large horse skeleton next to a large ox skeleton so that kids can like compare the muscular, the, uh, the size of the bones and stuff like that and see what would be more effective pulling the wagon. You know, that's sort of fun museum shit. On the other side is a strictly Eronite section, and that's when you start to fire off your detect magic stuff. Um, what you find is... Uh, well, I'm sorry, hold that thought. Uh, I did want, also want to take, a, take note of any guards or postings that are happening right now. And I will whisper to Alistair at some point, do let me know if anybody needs to take a nap. Um, and I don't mean it brutally. I mean, I can just actually put someone to into <laughs> a peaceful slumber. In, in the interest of that, I am going to fire off to Tech Thoughts. Okay. And keep that up for a minute while we're in here. <coughs> um, yes. Okay, so come on, thought! <laughs> <laughs> you people with your detect spells are going to make me actually do some thinking here. Sorry. Go ahead. Two types Take that, Ben's brain. Yeah. 
That's okay. the only left of it. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, after the last time we played Wild West, there ain't a lot left. <laughs> um, okay, so first off, you detect magic. Um, you're getting a disappointing lack of magic, for the most part. As you maneuver around, you know, you'd expect all sorts of shit in your right section of ping. And I'm detecting out. disappointment. <laughs> Don't worry, it happens to a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, there are some items that definitely radiate magic after a thorough search of the uranite section. Um, you get to detect the school of magic. Yes. Um, and, a, and a faint aura of magic if there's any. Yeah, there is a faint aura any. of magic and you detect abjuration. Nothing pings is especially strong to you. Um, you're looking for something that would stand out that the devil would want, and nothing is really making itself obvious. Well, if something is protected by abjuration, that they're probably trying to hide something. So what? Abjuration is usually physical protection. Right. So, so what's radiating abjuration? Uh, there's like a display where a bunch of various uh, artifacts of important people in the internet religion are stored under a glass case. And it's things like uh, his comb, his pipe, his monocle, his trousers, his yeah. belt. That sort of stuff. And uh, here and there you get things like the uh, his glasses, his eyeglasses, yeah. um, actually have magic on them. Cool. Um, the pipe has some magic. But it's it's like low-level stuff. Like, you're detecting it, and you're like, yeah, of course, it's got magic on it, whatever. It doesn't seem like what you're looking for. You sure. feel like you'd know if it was there. Like, it's probably something somewhat useful, but not what we yeah. need. Yeah, you are worldly enough to know that, like, his pipe probably has the ability to stay lit when it rains, or like yeah. his glasses probably don't need to be cleaned, like that sort of thing. It's very minor stuff, magic, yeah. But it's it's just not what you're looking for. Yeah, I'll point this out to Alistair though, just in the case of disclosure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bit of enchantment on these two things here. And for but your nothing, detect thoughts. Nothing major just yet. Uh, oh, and your guards. Uh, there are guards. There are uh, guards standing at the front doors. Mm-hmm. Um, the guards at the front doors are armed. They have sidearms. Uh, their sidearms are kept under a leather harness with like a, a small strap that they right. actually have to undo. Mm-hmm. There's a little work involved. It's not as like a quick draw holster. It's designed to not fall out if they're helping like move stuff by accident. Right. Uh, there are other guards mm-hmm. that are not carrying firearms. They have like a billy club, uh, and they do sort of patrol around from exhibit to exhibit just to make sure that people aren't like showing up drunk from the tavern across the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't seem to be super interested in their jobs. Uh, they're schlubs. They are just here to like make sure stuff doesn't get stolen. They wander around in predictable ways upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't seem to adhere to a specific schedule. It's not like you can check your minutes later and right, form yeah. this great heist idea like Ocean's Eleven. Right. Uh, they they just sort of sort of stumble around when they, they get bored being in one section. I'm just you know if if there's any guards in this Aeronite section that might be thinking about hey we keeping an eye on one particular exhibit more than any others. Well, actually, it's funny you mention it. Um, the next thing that you detect after casting your spell and checking in, um, one of the guards that goes by is in the Uranite section with you while you're sort of scoping out these glass containers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is thinking about how much he's really not looking forward to having to move those fucking glass containers for the next exhibit. Okay. So maybe the thing we're looking for hasn't made it to the top floor yet. That's sort of the vibe you're getting. Hmm. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you only get surface thoughts. You're not getting a lot of depth here. Right. But what you're getting is, like, he's really dreading having to carry heavy stuff. And this case looks heavy, but not like that bad. Okay. So perhaps what we're looking for is in the basement. Okay. I probably detect my surface thoughts, too. Okay, what are your surface thoughts? Uh, I wonder if there's any artifacts from the temple here. Something I could use. Hmm. Noted. (laughs) <laughs> Keep that to myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I will. I will lean over and whisper. Uh, that guard over there is dreading carrying something heavy up from the basement. You know that just by looking at him. Doesn't seem like anybody here likes their job. <laughs> well, I uh, <laughs> I have certain I have the certain abilities. Excuse me. To I, frankly, I don't think that. <laughs> frankly, I don't think that'd be paid enough <laughs> to care. Really. But I'm not sensing that anything up here is what we're looking for. Perhaps what we're looking for is in the basement. Something heavy that needs to be carried. I'm getting about the same sense, chum. (laughs) You know, I really am not liking this accent very much. Um, You actually, as you're turning to leave the urinite section, there is a sign that has been posted near the exit. Sort of like a a super wide archway. It's probably 12 feet wide. Uh, But the sign is like just to the side of where it's cut. So you didn't see it when you walked in, but you see it on your way out. And the sign says, 
Uh, coming soon, our next exhibit, the sarcophagus of Argontet. <laughs> I, I think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with Levi. Is that name f- familiar to us at all? Um, it's a very high DC, and a religion check would be appropriate. Hey. You're both really good at that, though, so... Yeah. But we're not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> 17. Uh, 26. All right. Uh, Alistair. Yeah, she has show off. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a character with skills now or something? Yeah, well, I'm a bard. I'm a lore bard. <laughs> I'm a lore bard. He's crazy. I got all the skills. skills. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were a, a lore lock. Yep. Threw a curveball at you, son. You did. <laughs> Get wrecked. Yeah. Turns out Christian Adler's a rogue. Yeah, jump uh, up your own ass. <laughs> shit. <laughs> we got red card. Right in your chunks, Wad. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, after careful consideration, lore bard fit the character better. Okay. Um, you do, you do in the name. You're um, a, so you're a lawyer. Yes. yes. Well, I'm a lorelock. <laughs> God damn it. You're <laughs> you are, you Stop are, this puns. You are, are lorable. Oh, oh right. God. Yeah, I have you. you. Yeah, this is getting lorid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> fucking train wrecks. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right. Please help me remember what was happening before you killed him. He was analyzing the, the I, I sarcophagus. Determining yes. if that name was yes. anything good. Uh, it is not good. It is uh, an Uranite legend mm-hmm. about a warrior from well before the Uranite religion was founded, um, but who is said to be like one of the individuals responsible for the chain of events that causes the Uranite religion to begin. Uh, he was an Aztec warrior who repelled the Spanish during the Spanish invasion in the 14 and 1500s, mm-hmm. uh, who was noteworthy among his people. He was a Central American hero uh, who also had spoken to the Archangel Zariah. Uh-huh. And it is said that his crusade was God-aided uh, because he was one of the very few Central American warriors who was able to repel Spanish invaders. He got God-aids. Does Alistair explain this too? Yes, Maybe I will like, verbatim just verbal diary of that. Name. And I got a seventeen. Did I know, did I happen to know any of that offhand? You didn't know any of that. Okay. What was that? The, uh, I didn't catch the full name of this. The sarcophagus of who? Argontet. 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 Well, that sounds. I know it sounds Egyptian, but it's the first name I could think of. Yeah, that, that's that, that is interesting. An Aztec, you say? Born in Arizona, then moved to Babylon. <laughs> King Tut. Ba- Babylonia. <laughs> Got a condo made of stone. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> Sorry. At least well, I'm sober. That is interesting. Ow. I know people who can be traced back to that time. Very, uh, very stabby people. <laughs> Does that sound like the kind of thing that you'd be looking for on behalf of the crossroads? <laughs> Sarcophagus filled with a legendary figure. I imagine if monetary value is anything to uh, to our mutual uh, acquaintance maybe could be a bet could be some be used in betting for leverage maybe it's just something he wants to keep out of their hands if it's part of their prophecies uh. now the next question is how do we steal something so big and unwieldy I can say that temperance has put on quite a bit of muscle and she can lift a lot with her legs. She looks healthy. Uh, in a sense, I don't want to say swole, but... <laughs> she, uh, she has definitely achieved some gains. <laughs> never, never skip leg day. <laughs> Only jet day. Especially if you're a whore. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't. Um, well, and Elk seemed a rather strapping fellow who could perhaps carry some weight. He's spry for an octogenarian. Why, he se- he seems like he's carrying quite a burden. <laughs> so I think between the two of them, that's enough manual labor for them to get out of there. What what strikes me... No, yeah, uh, none of the workers here seem particularly interested in their job, right? The ones downstairs certainly have like their customer service faces on, so it's kind of hard to tell if right. they're really interested or not. The guards upstairs, I mean, they have a sleepy, boring job. Do they have uniforms? Yes. All right. You know, if we take uniforms and you don't, we don't look as distinct as you and I do, then you could simply appear as the next shift, bringing in the next ones. I could take, I could uh, t- t- disguise myself well enough. Maybe you could too, since you, you do look remarkably different, actually. Thank you. Yes, I think we could be pallbearers for this 
this dead Aztec. I want to interject with one thing, and that mm. is that the staff of this place is not numerous. Mm. Uh, we're talking less than 20 employees, so... So they've recognized... They've recognized someone they don't know, is yeah. what I'm throwing out there. I don't want you to get too invested in this plan without knowing the details. Yeah. That's one of the details we picked up on. Hmm. Are there photographs of them? Um, not here. Maybe in the employees-only section. Right. They have keys on them, visibly. Yes, all of them are carrying key rings. Okay. All the guards are carrying key rings. Perhaps I can lift a set of keys off of one of them if we need to get into areas not normally accessible. Can you open the back door, or does that does that require keys? Um. Well, without having laid eyes on it, it sounds like it's only latched from the inside. I could probably just unlatch it if I was inside already. It's latched and locked. If you knew somebody who could pick a lock, I do. I know a barbarian who's very good at picking a lock. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you don't know me. <laughs> I'm sorry there's not a hell of a lot for Elk who runs no, the do here. Okay. Keep, keep doing your thing. Well, as I say, if you need to call upon any of my Christian mysticism, you just let me know. <laughs> um, Alright, so I'm not sure how to pitch this in character, but this is what I'm going to go for. Um, it makes the plan unnecessarily convoluted, which is kind of our style anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's entertainment. But I would like to pull this heist A during the day, and B, like, maybe have a distraction up front while two people surreptitiously take the sarcophagus out the back while everybody's looking at the distraction. Because I also need to take my friend hostage to sell her as disappearing as part of this heist. Okay. You know, I could take on the role of an Aaronite. You looked like you had something to say. Slimming our cargo down slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh... I think it is not so much the sarcophagus itself, rather than what is inside the sarcophagus. Yeah, the box itself is probably pretty heavy. Yeah. The so, bones are probably fairly light. Or if there's like a weapon that the devil may want to use. Or a dead body. He's uh, pretty flexible. Uh, Most dead bodies are. No, Ruger Mortis is a bitch. <laughs> I would, I would think after the first 300 years, though, the uh, the tendons that make your joints rigid are probably long rotted away. Well, I'll ask Chad in 300 years. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the delivery, the sarcophagus is slated to arrive, what, tomorrow? Uh, the guy was thinking, I'm not looking forward to moving this. And the, the, the signage says the exhibit will be open in a couple days. A couple days. I, I'm thinking security will be at its highest when they're moving the items. Mm. Yep. Prior to that, probably would be the better time to hit this place. So, like, tomorrow. But if the item isn't there, what's the point of hitting up the place? Well, the item is Are we out of the museum now? It isn't there. It's in the basement. Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm, that's how I'm taking it. That the item is locked up in that basement. That area. is the hypothesis. You don't have confirmed evidence that's true, but it seems likely based on what you've seen. So, I would say either, either we do it tomorrow while it's still in the basement and security is low, or we do it after it's been moved and it's been sitting out for a couple of days and security returns to a normal pattern. Hmm. I think if it's a new exhibit, it's probably going to be more crowded. True. Are we having this discussion outside the museum now? No, right there in front of the armed guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if we we're kill asking, him... We're asking yeah, yeah, well, what's the best way to rob this place? Yeah, if, if I was, was going to rob this place... Hypothetically. When do you take lunch? I'm just asking. <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> no, I, I figure we've, we've done what we're doing. We, you didn't have anything left to do in there, right? Not really, unless something else was catching my eye or detecting yeah. anything. The, uh, the detection spells are kind of wonky because they're interrupted by like wood and stone and everything else that this building's made of. Mm-hmm. So it's actually really hard to get a read on anything in here. Well, in the, in the big in the big rooms, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, the big rooms, you can get a nice thirty foot radius on both spells, and I can and see through glass, and I can detect through glass. It can detect sure. through glass. It cannot detect through uh, most of the materials, like the walls are made out of. Thankfully, most of the layout is quite open. Uh, it is designed like a museum. I mean, it's supposed to be easy to find your way around, so it's not networking tunnels or anything like that. Um, out of curiosity, I'm not sure if Alistair would know the two armed guards. I mean, I know this is this is a pioneers museum, but really, it's a erudite. Yeah. Um, are these guys Aaronites, or are they just random gun hands they hired Pretty off much the everybody in Provo is Aaronites. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't feel bad about shooting them. Probably not. Okay. 
So I'm thinking... Probably not. Pro, yeah, <laughs> probably. Probably not. <laughs> I just, I don't want to provoke anybody. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm thinking... I'm really mad that was a good pun. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. I, so I'm thinking uh, we, we have two people go in the front, make it look like we're robbing the box where we put our two bucks in when we walked in the front door. And uh, take the, the girl hostage and get her out. And while everybody's sort of paying attention to the front door robbery, two other people steal the sarcophagus or the contents thereof and sneak out the back. So there does have to be a ruckus. I would like for there to be one. Hmm. 